Hello, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Sports Insider Podcast. Sorry for missing uh, about two days of, uh, or actually three days of recording. I was sick, uh, so I didn't really sound too good, so I just chose to uh, to scrap the idea of trying to record, and now I'm back. I feel a lot better, and uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about, mainly with the Bears. Uh, the Bears on Sunday were defeated by the Packers 24-14. to There wasn't much to be happy about. The Bears did have a pretty nice start to the game. They are holding the Packers uh, offense and the, and the Bears offense was looking solid but unfortunately they were not able to uh to keep that going uh overall the refing was terrible it was a horribly refed game there's so many plays there which uh should definitely not have counted uh Khalil Herbert however the running the uh, rookie running back for the Bears sixth round pick out of Virginia Tech looked really good in this game he had 19 carries for 97 yards and one touchdown but uh really besides for that and a couple players in the defense there was very very little to be happy about uh if you were a Bears fan after this game and they're next going to be playing against Tampa Bay which we don't need to explain how big of a game that is for the Bears. Tampa Bay looks like a legitimate Super Bowl contender, uh, and you're gonna be, you know, you're gonna need to come out with your A game here, especially in Tampa Bay. Now, last year, I don't think there was many people who expected the Bears to come out and beat Tampa. Um, you know, that's what they did. They were able to go into uh, Tampa, came into Chicago, and Chicago sort of upset them. But uh, Tampa was also still just destroying themselves that game. They had a whole lot of penalties uh, and Tampa's a much better team now they're much more experienced so they're not going to make those mistakes again uh, Tom Brady still looks really good so you have to be worried if you're a Bears fan but um, yeah right now you're definitely going to need a good game from the uh, from the Bears next week against Tampa but back to the refing argument the refing was horrible um, there was a whole lot of bad calls the Justin Fields interception where he uh, thought he had a free play in the first half and he ended up just sort of throwing it up into the end zone and it was picked off by Darnell Savage he, that should have been a free play, a free play. there was a uh, false start by the Packers but it did not get called and it ended up going the other way for the Packers uh, the, the refing was terrible even if the refs were solid I don't think the Bears would have come out and won this game but I think it would not would not have been as bad of a game or as difficult of a game uh, to watch for Bears fans. So uh, yeah, refing was very bad this game. There's really nothing much you can do about it. I thought Justin Fields looked solid. Um, you know, he uh, he he had a he had his moments where he didn't look great. But he also had his moments where he looked very good. Uh, so I'm excited to see what this kid's gonna be able to do uh, against a team like Tampa and going into later in the year against some better defenses. You're playing you no know, Tampa Bay, whose defense is sort of beat up, but they still have a solid defense. Then you got the Niners defense, which is pretty solid as well. Steelers, Ravens, uh, and then you know later in the season you got a team like uh, like the Cardinals. They've been a very uh, very good team this year. So uh, I, I'm very interested to see what uh. Justin Fields can do uh, later on in this year as he continues to develop here. And since it is Tuesday, we can go uh, talk about the stock market for some Bears players. And obviously, the first player whose stock is up is going to be Khalil Herbert. No doubt about it here. He looked outstanding against Green Bay. Uh, he had 19 carries, 97 yards, and that touchdown on the ground. He looked really good. So, a uh, very nice game from uh, Khalil Herbert. It's proving that the uh, the Bears running back room is very deep. I was a little worried with Damian Williams going out, trying to trust a sixth-round pick. Isn't really an ideal situation, but he came in there. He played a very good game. Uh, so he definitely uh, he definitely shined bright in this loss. And the next player whose stock is up is going to be Roquan Smith. Another week where his stock is going up here. 
Uh, six tackles, six, six, six assisted tackles as well. Uh, he also played a huge, uh, huge part in the run game, which was very dominant. Uh, so I definitely liked the way Roquan Smith played. He's one of the best lineback- linebackers in the NFL. So uh, he is definitely going to see his stock go up here. That player whose stock is going down is going to be center Sam Mustafer. Mustafer, after a pretty strong 2020, has been very inconsistent this year. Um, you know, he's, he's had his moments where he's looked uh, he's looked very bad. His snaps haven't been particularly great. He had one bad snap, uh, which was which was a very bad snap. It almost nearly uh, turned the ball over for the Bears. Uh, he struggled a lot this year. Uh, so, uh, you know, his pass blocking has been poor. His run blocking, everything has just been bad for him. So his stock's going to go down here. Next player is going to be Tayshawn Gibson. Uh, Tayshawn Gibson, after another guy who had a really strong 2020, I was pretty uh, pretty happy with when the Bears brought him back. Um, but so far, he's been also having a very bad season, as well as a guy like Eddie Jackson. The two safeties have looked really bad so far. Uh, but yeah, he's just he's just not been good. He's missed a lot of tackles. He missed that big tackle towards the end of the game, um, and he looked like he is, was not able to hit at all. Like he was just having trouble. He was bouncing off guys. And then the next player who stops going down as well going to be Eddie Jackson again. I mean, he's another guy very similar to Gibson. He just looks like he was bouncing off guys. He was trying to make tackles or he's trying to make big hits in the middle of the field that just were not working. Um, and he needs to go back to his to his old times where he was not you know, where he was able to make these big where he wasn't focused on making these big plays where he was focused on making the little plays where he was focused on being just a fundamentally good safety and I understand the team's defense or the secondary I should say has changed a lot in the last year you know losing Kyle Fuller losing all, basically every one of your cornerbacks from that 2018 team but He's no he he was going for interceptions in 2018 because he had that you know, he had that ability to go for interceptions. You had Adrian Amos, who's your other safety. You had Kyle Fuller. You had Prince Mukamara. Uh, you had Bryce Callahan. Those guys they were competent or they were competent cornerbacks. This year you can't really be doing that because the only competent cornerback you really have is Jalen Johnson, and he at times is showing his youth, uh, and he's made some pretty poor plays uh, as well. So uh, that's really all I'm going to talk about with the uh, Bears today. And uh, now let's turn to the Cubs, who officially announced that Carter Hawkins is going to be the uh, general manager for the team after 14 seasons in Cleveland. I talked about it a little bit when it was first announced, uh, how he had been a part of this team, uh, part of Cleveland for a very long time. He developed a lot of players there. So I'm a pretty big fan of uh, bringing him in and uh, letting him deal with this farm system, which right now isn't you know, outstanding, but is uh, you know, could definitely improve a little bit. So uh, I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to do with this team. And tonight, the Blackhawks will be starting, will be having their season opener uh, at the United Center at 7 o'clock. The Blackhawks on the season are 0-2-1. Uh, they had that tough overtime loss to the Devils where they came back in the final minutes, tying the game up. Then the Jack, Ho- that Jack Hughes goal, goal uh, which gave New Jersey the uh, victory. And then the really bad game in Pittsburgh where they just had nothing going for them. Uh, they're going to be taking on the 0-2, t- 0-2 Islanders who have lost both of their games this season, one to the Panthers and one to the Hurricanes. Uh, so right now, hopefully the Hawks are able to come out here and uh, get a victory, get a much-needed victory uh, and in front of the home crowd, which is you know, something we really haven't seen in the United Center for a while. Um, we did see uh, you no know, fans come back a little bit for the final games of the year last year, but 
it was really half the fans we should have had fans in the uh, the stadium for most of the year. I'd say when most of the NHL was doing it, the Hawks chose not to do it. I thought that was a poor decision. But uh, now we're finally getting to see some fans back, so I'm excited to see what that place is going to look like. I'm hoping it's going to be a sellout. Hoping it's going to be um, the same energy that the United Center always brings. So. Um, yeah, should be exciting. My predictions on the lineups tonight, these are just predictions, but uh, are the projected lineups, I should say. Uh, Dominic, is going to be Dominic Kubelik, Jonathan Taze, and Philip Kershev on the first line. Brandon Hagel, Kirby Doc, Patrick Kane on the second. Alex Debrinkit, Hendrick Borgstrom, and Mike Hardman on the third. Uh, uh, Kara, Enwistle, and Johnson on the fourth line. The defensemen being Calvin DeHaan, uh, Seth Jones, Jake McCabe, Connor Murphy, Riley Stillman, and Eric Gustafson. And my guest is going to be Marc-Andre Fleury uh, as the starting goaltender. So uh, hopefully the Hawks are able to come out here, play a little bit better than they did against Pittsburgh, help out uh, Marc-Andre Fleury a little bit. He's not not young anymore. Uh, and then the Bulls are going to be starting their season off on Wednesday, uh, or actually tomorrow, against the uh, Detroit Pistons in Detroit. Um so that's int- that should be a fun matchup. Uh, the Bulls looked really strong in their uh, in their preseason. They went four and zero, even though it was against some you no know, some not great teams. Uh, still, it looked really good for the be- for the uh, for the Bulls. Uh, there was a lot of interesting uh, interesting play. I saw a lot of these newer guys like Alex Caruso. Um, uh, DeMar DeRozan, they stepped up really well. So uh, I was pretty happy with what the uh, the Bulls were able to do in the preseason. Hopefully they're going to be able to uh, to keep that up in the regular season. Now, the Bulls did announce, however, that uh, Troy Baxter and Stanley Johnson have both been waived from the team. So that's going to be the uh, final cuts before tomorrow's opener. And Johnson was a you know, former top 10 pick of the Pistons. Uh, never really got his... We did actually get a spot, but he kind of bounced around the league. Uh, was always a pretty solid defenser, defender, never really a uh, legitimate scorer. And I was thinking that he was possibly going to be somebody who could come off the bench most of the season, sort of give a defensive spark to the Bulls, but right now it does not appear that's going to be the case. Uh, the Bulls have officially released him, so uh, should be interesting to watch the uh, the Bulls take on a uh, team in the Pistons who uh, is turning towards a rebuild. The team just got the first overall pick in uh, Cade Cunningham, so uh, I'm definitely excited to watch some Bulls basketball this season. Should be a very fun year. And in tomorrow's episode, I'm intending to go over the uh, the White Sox season grade for a lot of their players after I did the Cubs season grade on Friday, I want to say. So um, I am going to be doing that tomorrow, but that's going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.